Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, I'm going to take a deep dive into my favorite running play, and I'll give you a hint. It's a play that was made famous by Joe Gibbs and the Washington Redskins when they had the Hogs. This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. If you have ever coached with me or against me over my coaching career, I bet any of you could probably answer this question about what my favorite play is. I would bet my house that all of my offensive linemen could tell you exactly the same. I remember growing up watching John Riggins and the Joe Gibbs-led Washington Redskins run this play again and again against my favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, in the Super Bowl. And I'm not sure exactly what made this play my favorite play, but once I started coaching offensive line and then moved into my role as a head coach, this play has been a mainstay in my offense. I guess because this gap scheme is such a rule-based play and can be executed against almost any front, that may be the reason I've fallen in love with this play. You can make some little changes or tweaks here or there and get a lot more mileage out of this play with the defense based on what they're reading and their rules. Now I'm gonna break this play down from the front side and the back side rules, and then we'll discuss some particular techniques or fronts or problems that we have, but I hope you can learn from these. Now one of the biggest things I want you to do is, you need to make sure you watch film. If you're an offensive line coach or the head coach, you need to watch and see what the defense does. Now, does the defense squeeze a down block? Does the defense try to you know, pin a down block in? Uh, do they wrong arm? Are they trying to box or spill? You know, so you have to figure all these things out. And that, that affects some of our, our blocking schemes and how we try to do things. So uh, on the front side of the play, we'll talk about uh, the guard tackle. And if you use a tight end, we'll talk about their rules too. But ba- our basic rule here is just down. Now, this takes care of a lot of the issues that you have, cleans up a lot of problems that you can have when you start talking to your kids about this, but we want to go a little bit deeper into what we mean by this. So let's say that you're running the play to the right and your guard, tackle, and tight end are aligned to the right and you have a three technique. Well, obviously you know your guard's rule would be down. Well, we like to, if we, if we watch film and we see that three technique is a big squeeze guy, then we're gonna block down just to get him moving so that it's an easier block for that tackle. If he's not, and he's a guy who likes to take up space, uh, you know, and get his hands on people and, you know, just kind of create those uh, stalemates of the double team, then we'll try to get both of our guard and tackle into him and get a vertical push while our guard keeps his eyes on the backside linebacker. So I think that's something that you really need to look at if you're figuring that out from a, you know, guard standpoint, whether it's a, a five technique uh, who's a line on your, on your tackle and your tight ends helping the block, or whether it's a, a three technique who's in there too, uh, lined up on your guard and your tackle needs help. You know, don't don't beat your head against the wall. If you got a team that squeezes, then go ahead and take that guard and, and rip through to that backside linebacker, and this will get that three technique moving and, and makes things a lot better. Now we'll talk a b- little bit more later on about some of the issues you can get uh, with these front with different fronts and different things people are doing. But our base rule to the front side is you're looking to block down. If your inside gap is uncovered, you're going to look to double team and, and find the backside player. All right. 
for our center, our center is going to block back into A or B gap. Now we'll, you know, we'll take a, a center back to a, a a nose, a shade, a two or a two eye, a three technique, and we've all we've gone all the way back to a four uh, before. And we'll talk a little bit about what we do with that four technique, uh, blocking him. But also we figured out that we can read that guy too, so it makes things a little bit easier. But your center, this is a big block because he's got to clear the way for those pullers and he doesn't need to get in their way. You know, we align our linemen just like a lot of you guys do on the uh, hip crease of the center. We tell our guys to put their, their, their hands and their stance on the shoelaces of the center, and that'll just get them back off the ball enough so that they can, you know, it's an easier path for them, and that center's got an easier path going back. Now, as far as, as, far as the pullers go, our pulling guard, we teach uh, what's a, a, a flat pull, uh, and I'll talk about a drill that we use later on in here too. Uh, so the flat pull, when you're looking to kick the end man line scrimmage out. Now, we always tell our guys all the time, if you pull right, you hit right. If you pull left, you hit left. So if you're pulling right, we want to hit with our right shoulder. So we want to keep our head in between the hole and where the, the running back's going and where that defender's at. Uh, this is, you know, some people call this the, uh, your, your backfield shoulder. Uh, all those things are going to make a block. But that's something that we talk about a lot is trying to stay into the line of scrimmage. As you know, we tell our guys to feel like you're, you're striking a match on the, the butts of the guys as you're going you know, by them. And we want to stay in as close as we can and try to dig that guy out because that's where our, our big plays come from. Now, we'll talk a little bit later about uh, what we do when teams are you know, trying to spill or trying to wrong arm or trying to bounce everything. But uh, this is just basically our, our easy, easy rule for the guard. Pull right, hit right, that's your right shoulder. Pull left, hit left. Now you're pulling tackle. Uh, we, we use, we're, we might be a little different than a lot of people, but we use a skip pull. We want our, our, our tackle to get depth as much as he can so that he can get back into the line of scrimmage. Now, the first thing we teach our guys is get your eyes on the backside of your guard. We wanna look at our guard's numbers when you're pulling, and then you're gonna throw your eyes to your target. Now that target, usually guys, is is going to be your front side linebacker, so obviously you got to feel him first. But we'll talk a little bit about why we, we try to find the, the uh, guards' numbers for some of those other things and some of those cases where we have teams that are doing something a little different. Now, uh, those are our base rules in terms of front side and back side. So if you just remember, guys, if you're on the front side, down. If your inside gap is uncovered, we're going to double. We're going to double as much as we can and try to get vertical push uh, into that guy. And if you're a backside guy, your 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 guard's pulling, you're kicking out, your tackle's pulling and leading up. So uh, that's our base rules. Now, issues and things that we have we have to worry about as we've run this play many times. You know, you've got teams that are uh, you know very well coached defensively, and you got teams that'll they'll they'll take that backside defensive end and he'll chase the pullers. Now, the quarterback has to read this just like, and I'll talk about a couple different ways we kind of take care of this, but the the quarterback has the freedom to pull the ball out the backside just like he would on his own read scheme. So if you got a team that's that's chasing that, that defensive end's chasing and he keeps coming back and they're trying to, you know, gap exchange or do whatever, then, then our quarterback can can pull and lead it. We can also have, you know, an H back to that side and that H back can just arc around as the guard and tackle are pulling. Now we're gonna read that guy and the the H back can can pin the linebacker inside it, which gives us a pretty good run. The second thing we can do is we can run the counter scheme 
with our HBAC pulling. Now what we do is we just make a, sim a simple tag call and now our HBAC becomes the pulling tackle. So if you got a team that likes to bring that defensive end and your quarterback's not a great runner, then keep your tackle at home so that he can block that defensive end. And now your guard pulls, kicks out, same rules for him, and your H-back becomes uh, your second puller, and he's the one who's going to fit up inside on your linebacker. Now, uh, you know, we you have to work on this a lot, the timing. You've got guys that are different H-backs that are bigger or faster. Uh, so we've, we have our H-back some years take a step like he's running an outside zone path and then come back under. Uh, but this is also a very good uh, – play to RPO off of because, you know, you're probably not going to get many linemen downfield. And also your quarterback is protected basically from C-gap to C-gap. So he doesn't have to worry about getting hit in the backside of the head or, or seeing anybody come, you know, come hot because everything is protected. Uh, now, a bare front, which is what a lot of, you know, a lot of people go to to try to take this play away, it just becomes, you know, single blocks, obviously. Your, uh, your center's now going to block back on the three. Your guard's going to come down on the nose. Your tackle is going to come down to the three, and if you got a tight end and you got a seven technique, you can block down on him. Uh, if you have a six technique, you can arc him, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Now, one of the things we talk to our kids about when they're down blocking is we teach, uh, you know, if you're down blocking, if you're the right guard and you're down blocking to the left, obviously, you're going to take a flat step with your inside foot. And the reason we do that is we don't want to, to turn our body and angle too much and allow penetration through that hole. So we'll take a a flat step with our left foot and then take our you know our, our right hand and we try to find a hip try to find a hip to get the the hip out of joint you know to push it as much as can so we can get movement on that hip and that will allow that player to be moved a little bit more so you know obviously you got to stay low and do those things now a lot of guys now are going to four eyes uh, we tell our our players all the time treat a four eye like a three and we just remind them of that all the time because you know, a four-eye is a B-gap defender, all right? So we want to keep them in the B-gap as much as possible. So what we tell our guys is that four-eye is going to go inside, so it's going to turn into a base slash down block, I guess you would say. Now, we can also, on the back side of the play, if we've got a four-eye, we can also read that. So this is where we talked about before, pull the guard and tackle, see what the four-eye is going to do. Is he going to chase? Well, if he is, then the quarterback is going to keep the football, all right? And some teams even arc the four-eye with their tackle. So they may pull the guard like a flat pull kick out and then take their backside tackle and just arc the four technique and read him and take that, four, take that tackle straight to the linebacker on the backside in case a, a team's trying to, you know, they got a C-gap defender obviously on the backside. So if they're trying to, you know, scrape exchange or bring that four technique underneath, then that, that gives you an answer to that, too. Um, now, if, if we're playing a team who is a, a slant and angle team, uh, you know, we're going to obviously teach our guys, if you're playing a team that's, you know, if they're true head-ups in a 3-4 in a, in a and they're moving their front, well, once the ball snap, they're going to be in a shaded front. So what we tell our guys is, you know, we, won't, we don't want to run by that. We want to make sure that they declare the side they're going to. So we teach our guys just to pick up and put down, all right, let the front sort out and then stay on your path for movement. So we feel like that's made our players a little less hesitant uh, against some of these fronts that slant and angle. But to be honest with you, I think with the new four eyes that are coming out now, the tight front, uh, you're, you're not seeing as much slanting and angling 
uh, as you did in the past. Uh, now, six technique, if you have a tight end, is another uh, an, an issue that some people have. Now, obviously, a six technique is a C-gap player, so we want to make sure that, you know, our rules kind of, you know, we can kind of stay the same with those guys, but we can also have a couple of different things that we can do with our tight end. So we can just, you know, we can base the six technique, who's a C-gap player, and just kick out the next defender out wider, all right? Or we can also, if that six technique is, you know, he's a he's he's kind of reached by alignment, but if he's going to widen with that tight end, if he then we can arc block the tight end to the outside flat defender, and now that six technique widens. So when our guard pulls, he's got an easier kick out block. So, you know, that's uh, one of the adjustments we make with a six technique. And a lot of times we'll, you know, we'll see – We'll get if we get a tight end, we'll get a seven and a nine. So that gives us an easy rule. We're down on the seven and kicking the nine out. Now, one of the toughest things I think that uh, that we face are teams that really, really squeeze and teams that spill. Now, what we have to do now is we have to log as much as possible with that guard, get the tackle around and go a little bit wider, and just try to fit off that block. Uh, you know, we can do this as a call. You know, so we could just call counter bounce, or we can do this as an adjustment made by the offensive lineman during the play. Now, one of the drills that we run a tremendous amount, all right, is uh, it's it's a real easy drill. We set up, we have a board that's sideways on the on the track uh, of where we want to be at. We have a uh, a defender holding a bag on the end of that board. So let's say that we're running the play to the right. We'll take the board and put the the center, the left guard, and the left tackle. All right, we'll put the board to the center's right and flatten it out so it's straight across the line like an offensive line. And we'll angle it a little bit so that that guard realizes when he pulls where his angle is at. All right, so obviously we want to get into the line of scrimmage, and we talked about it earlier, pull right, hit right. So that's, you know, uh, that's one of the things that we try to keep uh, harping on and keeping our players' heads as much as possible. Now, to get the guys to adjust – we will take this 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 five technique or the defensive end who's holding the bag. We'll bring him up the field sometimes so that we can get a true kick and a turn up, or we'll bring him down the line of scrimmage on the board, right? And now the guard has to adjust his path, and now he has to log that guy. So this goes back to the rule we talked about with our tackle. Our pulling tackle is going to skip pull, but he's going to get his eyes on the backside of that guard. Now, all he's looking at is jersey. If the number of that jersey stays flat and he can see it, then he knows he's going to end up turning up. Because if it's a, if it's a, a, a flat pull and we can kick that guy out, we're going to keep our shoulders square and kick that guy out. Remember, pull right, hit right. Okay? If the center, excuse me, if the pulling guard's numbers disappear, then the, the tackle now knows that he is going to go outside of that guy. So what happens here is we get a squeezer, and our guard now logs him, and he just fits right off the outside of the guard, and now he's looking for his next player. So this is a drill that we use a lot. Uh, I feel like it's, we've got a lot of mileage out of this drill. It really helps our kids understand things, and it allows them to fix the play on the run the more and more you know times they get to do this now. Uh, we can even – uh, by making one single call, we can make this kind of into a long trap play. So, uh, you know, we'll just we'll just add a tag, and this tag tells the tackle he stays home. 
all right? Everybody else has the exact same block, and now the guard's gonna pull and kick out. Now, uh, by keeping all the rules the same, this is uh, you know, a very easy way to do it, but this is really, really effective against a team that likes to blitz their front side linebacker and kind of try to beat you to the hole when you run counter because now whoever's uncovered the guard or the tackle or the tight end to the, to the play side is going to end up picking up that run-through linebacker, and now you're kicking out the end of the line, end line of scrimmage and every gap is accounted for. So you're, 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 you've got a pretty good play there. Now, since we really only have about uh, – four run schemes we can spend a lot of time getting good at these types of you know getting good at these types of blocks and add simple tags to them you know our base runs guys are our zone power counter and a little bit of iso which is just a fold by our guards that's pretty much all we do so we're able to have gap schemes and zone schemes to make things easier and it's an easier teaching progression for our kids too so uh I hope that you've uh, enjoyed this podcast, and uh, you know, I hope you learned a little bit about uh, everybody knows about counter and everybody knows how to block it. Maybe we do th- things a little different, and maybe you guys do some things that are different that, uh, that we could learn from. We're always learn- looking to learn and collaborate with you guys, but I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, and if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out to us through Twitter. Our Twitter is at FBCoachesCorner, or you can send us an email, which is FBCoachesCorner at gmail.com. You know, like I said before, uh, we'd love to learn from you if there's some things you do on counter, maybe some different ways you do it. Obviously, with this being my favorite play, I'd like to find out some different things to, uh, you know, different things to implement with my my program. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like to invite you to visit our website at footballcoachescorner.com for information about uh, any podcast that we've had on there. Uh, you can access some free downloads. Uh, we have a game planning template for offense and defense and also some video scout checklist on there. Uh, if this is your first time listening, I'd invite you to please hit the subscribe button and uh, leave us a rating review so that will help move our podcast up the rankings. And uh, if you have anybody else that you feel like might uh, enjoy this podcast, uh, I'd invite you to share it with those guys. If you have topics that you'd like for us to cover uh, in the future, just let us know through Twitter or email. We'll be glad to get those uh, topics up and talk about those. If you're interested in possibly being a, a guest on our podcast, we have a uh, you know, a lot of different guests that speak about a lot of different things. We've had, a, you know, obviously offensive guys, defensive guys. We've had some, a strength coach on here too. So, uh, you know, if you, you're interested in doing that, let us know. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. And until next time, coaches, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.